Hey, hey, guys, it's the disclaimer. You know what? Everything you're about to hear, well, it's just our opinion. Yeah, it's not for everybody, and not everybody lives our life. This is true, and everything you are about to hear is extremely explicit. So, if you're under the age of 18, please uh, tell your parents you've made some really poor choices and uh, go find another podcast to listen to. That being said, if you don't like it, fuck off. Go fuck off. You know, because none of these motherfuckers are actually walking up to a girl in a bar, pulling out the dick, yeah. and just be like, hey, you want to hook up? No, that's... No, that's how you get arrested. That's exactly <laughs> how the fuck you get arrested. <laughs> Hello and welcome everybody back to the Rigid Roosters podcast for episode number six. Number six. My name is Cody. My name is Chris or some of you guys like to call me Daddy. Yeah. Alright, Chris, let's dive. What the hell was that noise? First of all, that you just came out of your mouth. (laughs) I don't know. Me neither. I have no idea at all. Sometimes I can't explain the things that happen inside my brain. I can sober i need to get high home you, you talk you, you can we tell them what's going on this weekend well i'm going to talk about the uh the apple and spotify ratings and things like that amazon music wherever you were listening to us at uh we need you to do us a favor at the end of this episode before you play anything else i need you to go into whatever app you are listening to our podcast on and i need you to rate us five stars and review us even if you hate us if you rate us five stars, it'll get us out there for people to listen to. And uh, if you hate us, you probably hate everybody else in the world. So spread us around, you know. Let uh, let it be known what we are about. Just put your hatred out there on everybody, okay? And if you love us, you rate us five stars. Well, that just lets more people listen to us, okay? Um, I don't know how to explain it. It's the funky little algorithms that Apple and Spotify and everybody else has. Uh, but the more five-star ratings and reviews that you have, the higher up in the charts you go, and the more people get to see you, the more ratings and reviews you get, and it's just a never-ending cycle. So uh, if you're listening to this right now, please, for the love of all that may or may not be holy, whatever Sky Daddy you believe in, please go rate and review <laughs> us five stars. Yeah, please. absolutely. Yeah, I mean, because I'll tell you, you know, as, as much as I absolutely hate to get a negative review... I hate negative reviews that have five stars on. Like, if you give me a one star, I'm like, ah, you jerk. But you put a five star on it, and then you tell me how flaccid and little my wiener is, I get genuinely <laughs> hurt. I need you to know this. If you want to hurt my feelings, give me a five star rating and talk about my little flaccid wiener. Well, uh, and two, if you actually have, like, constructive criticism, you you know, you have some things that you want to point out that you think we could do better. If you rate us five stars and then put that criticism on there, we will 100% work as hard as we can to make sure that uh, your concerns are addressed. Uh, somebody brought up the sound quality uh, like three or four episodes back, and uh, we've been constantly working trying to make that better, uh, and I think it's gotten a lot better. So if you guys have criticisms, anything like that, put those in review, and please still rate us five stars. Uh, that way we can work on those things, and uh, we are still able to be seen uh, by the masses on the charts and everything. Yeah. 
get us out there, man. We appreciate it. I mean, you guys are all over the world right now. Genuinely. All over the world. And I did want to point something out. Do you remember the first episode where I talked about Dan Kemmons, right? Yes. Okay. We have three listeners three. in the Spokane, Washington, and Coeur d'Alene, Idaho area. To go rub his wiener for us and tell him to listen to us? Either that or I'm thinking... That it is Bad Magic Productions listening to our podcast. That's where my head chooses to go. So, Lindsay, Dan, Logan, if you're listening, all I want is a t-shirt. All right, you don't even have to shout us out on the on any of your podcasts or anything. We're huge fans. Um, just send us a t-shirt. Yeah, you know? one yeah. extra large and one two X. Yeah, shoot me an email or a, a DM on Instagram, something mm-hmm. like that, uh, and we can make this happen. You know, we yeah. we don't need a shout out. We just we want a t-shirt, really bad, really so really bad. Heather's boobs. Yeah. We'll do that. They're really nice boobies. Lindsay, you'll you'll appreciate them too. Yeah. All right. Anyways, what are we talking about today, Chris? Oh, so on today's episode, episode six, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about lifestyle expectations, reality versus fantasy in the poly world and in the swinging world. See, way I like it. Yeah. So first thing we're really going to hit, we're going to hit up really quick. You know, again, like we say, guys, this is our opinion. This has nothing to do with truth fact or anything because you live your own truth and your own fact so just remember that this is ours but here it goes and okay. yeah this is going to be our observations our our, our truths that we have lived mm-hmm. um so yeah don't don't take it personally so everything you're going to hear you're going to hear cody's opinion on the, the the reality and the fantasy of the swinging lifestyle of what's going on and then i'll shoot right back with the poly side of it how i feel about the reality and the the fantasy of it Fucking A, Cotton. Let's so first it. thing, you know what? Let's dive right in on the Cody side of it. Hooking up. Hooking up. So I, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back on this for a little bit, and I'm gonna give you some backstory. The time when I was a youngster, little me at you know, 29 years old, uh, was very horny. Uh, had a hard dick all the time, and it, it was crazy. Had. Are you telling this story or am I? God damn it. All right. Anyways, little 29-year-old me had a hard dick all the time. Was always thinking about sex all the time. So then his wife brings up, hey, what if we try this? I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. Well, in my head, the fantasy that I saw was just a pile of women on top of me. Just fucking naked, writhing pile of women at all times. Uh, You know, never-ending sex, things like that. Um that's not the case. Okay, I hate to burst your bubble if you're thinking about becoming a swinger and that's the image you have in your head as well. Now, I'm not saying it can't happen. I mean, of course it could happen. You know, live your dreams, man. But uh, so far, that has not been my reality. Um, hooking up in this lifestyle, it's not hard, per se. That's <laughs> <laughs> hard. Said. Boners. Boner, boner, boner. But it is... It is difficult in some areas um, because, like we mentioned on the last episode, it's all in how you present yourself, right? Uh, and it's all about, you know, even though I'm not necessarily building relationships for love, I'm still building that trust, uh, building that relationship with this other person that I'm wanting to get in their pants. Um, and it takes some time. Uh, it takes some commitment. Uh, and it takes, you know, a lot of responding to messages and things like that. Sometimes stuff that I just don't have in me, right? Um, but with all the work and everything like that, when you do get to hook up in this lifestyle, it's so much fun. 
Uh, it's actually more fun than what I could have imagined it being. So it's, uh, I don't know. I, I've got the experience just here recently. I've had the experience a few times, uh, but got it just here recently. And it was uh, beyond my wildest expectations. It was just fucking amazing. So it can be really good. It can far exceed your fantasies, but you have to be willing to put in the work uh, and the uh, the grind, for lack of a better word, to make it come true, right? Right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <clears throat> so, hooking up on the poly side, you know, typically, you know, it happens. You know, it's usually after a date or something if you go on a date. Uh, but, you know, fantasy of it, you're going to be a guy that's got a girlfriend and a girlfriend who has a girlfriend with your girlfriend. And, mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be a constant hookup, like... You know, it's like just a, a couple swap, if you will. Right. Um, <clears throat> which, you know, that that's some of the fantasy of it, or it's just constant threesomes. Yeah. Uh, you know, and any count of the F's and the M's and the T's and the, you know, whatever else you could throw in there. Yeah. But, Junior, at the end of the day, the reality of the whole thing, especially with hooking up, uh, and again, this is my point of it, you know, it's, I don't do hookups. You know, like random, if, if I've ever slept with somebody it was you know because i genuinely care for that person right uh you know whether it was a friend that i had a thing with or whatever but that's the reality because most people who are poly aren't in it for the sex you know they're in for it for total different reasons um so it it really is and it's just kind of there there's not a whole lot of Random hookups. There's not a lot. You know, some people do. You know, there are quite a few, I'm sure. A mm. uh, bunch of people who do. But it's just, you know, it, for me, it's it's not a thing. Yeah. You know? So We have a listener that just shared with me their their perspective on the, uh, the, the expectations of swinging, right? Um, this is Wendy. She said, you come into the lifestyle thinking if you go somewhere, LS, that it's going to be a fuck fest, which in reality, it's a lot about building friendships and anything else is a bonus. I mean, you've got some people who can fuck strangers, but most cannot. More people are demi than you realize. Mm-hmm. Which, that was kind of a uh, a shocker for me, because, I mean, I guess it is it is true, right? I mean, like I just said, you're uh, building friendships, you're building trust, you're building relationships. No, yeah, you know, in the majority, and... I know, wonder if it's like a spectrum type thing, you know what I mean? It, like, it really, it is. Right. You know, because you, you have people who are demi, you know, I'm not... Full to the to one side of it, right. you know. Like I'm not full. I have to have that uh, complete connection, you know. But right. uh, you know, and then there's the the other side of it, you know. Someone like you, where it, you yes, you are you know a, a personality, a emotional connection changes that for you mm-hmm. and makes you nervous. Right. You know, a person who's just sent you nothing but boob pictures and that's been it for the last however long it's been with you guys. Right. You know, that's a that's a totally different thing. Yeah, and that's that's 100% fact. I mean, if we're meeting to hook up, and, uh, I mean, this just happened with one of our listeners. I don't know if she wants me saying her name, but uh, this just happened where uh, we've been talking for, you know, a few months and uh, talking about everything, not just sex. And when we actually, it came time for us to meet, it was, I, I was nervous, you know. I mean, I was, you can ask Chris, I was yeah. I was sweating bullets, you know, thinking, well, what if she didn't like me? Things like that. And I really wanted this girl to like me more than I just even wanted to hook up with her, you know. 
Um, so, I mean, I think it definitely, there's like a sliding scale. You know what I no, mean? No, no, like, there really is. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I, and, and there are people, I, honestly, I would say, I would, you know, I, you know, really reflect on what you say, the, the, you know, everything. I don't, I think there are more people who are on that sliding scale mm-hmm. outside of being Demi because, uh, you know, I think Demi is very niche, you know, to the fact that that's what you have to have. But there are a lot of people, it's hookup culture. Right. You know, that. There's a science scale. There's two different types of sex for you guys. Mm-hmm. There's fucking, mm-hmm. and there's having sex, making love, making love. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and but that's that's the the big difference of it. Yeah. Um, I I genuinely think that's what it is, yeah. and uh, that's just. Yeah, I'm trying to think the the best way to really put it. It's just yeah, either you are that or you're someone who can do both. Yeah. You know, I, so I don't know that I can completely agree with what, what Wendy said, mm-hmm. but I think I can agree with the, especially if we're talking about hookups and stuff like mm-hmm. that, you know, I think that should be anonymous. We don't, you know what I mean? Just, like we spoke, you know, like there are life, lives outside of right. lifestyle right? Uh, that we spoke with, you know, talked about in the last episode. Um, but, and this is so fresh on our minds. I don't know if y'all have gathered yet, but we record a lot of these uh, far ahead of time. Uh, just simply because uh, nope. I work I out going, of time. I'm going to say that my memory is still fantastic. Um, <laughs> I don't forget anything ever. Um, I would love to say that too, but it's just not the case, man. I'm just uh, <laughs> That's right. Because you know, Cody, it wasn't a good... Today was a good day. No, today was a great day great. in the capital of Miami. <laughs> <laughs> you know, while the gorilla bears were fighting. Yeah. It was wild, man. Yeah. Chainsaw legs and everything. Yeah. So, I was going to say something and I totally fucking forgot. Oh, no. We record these uh, sometimes two or three weeks ahead of time. This one here will actually be two weeks, almost, a little more than two weeks ahead of schedule. Um, so, uh, we do record these in advance. So, if you guys ask us a question or something like that and you don't hear it uh, featured on that week's episode, just know that we are most likely going to get to it. Uh, it's just going to be on an episode in the future because we are recording so far in advance. So, um, with the hooking up, I mean, what comes first before hooking up? It's obviously messaging, flirting back and forth, mm. things like that. Whether it's Tinder or Facebook, right. you know, or, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, what is that like? I know what it's like on the swinging side of things. Right. We talked about that a lot on last episode. Right. Yeah. So, what's it like for you on the poly side of things? Uh, you know, on the poly side of things, especially, you know, because this... Uh, and I will say, outside of, of Heather, you know, go ahead and outside share. Of Heather, your, okay. Yeah, go ahead yeah. and share your. Yeah, because everybody knows, you know, ours, you know, was messaging because we met on Bumble, right? Uh, but messaging outside of, uh, you know, starting off, you know, that's you get it, it's it is nervous. It's like being on a date because you're getting to know somebody, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and that's that's very important within mm-hmm. the lifestyle because you gotta, you know, because in Polly, it's all about trust, honesty, communication, one hundred and ten percent throughout the whole thing, mm-hmm. uh, with boundaries. Right. You know, uh, when you talk to like your partner, when you're when you guys are really discussing uh, all those boundaries, you know, and you're meeting someone new, you've got to share those boundaries with them. They've got to come into this knowing 100 percent. Yeah, this is what it is, because, you know, before you meet, you're going to text, you're going to, you know, message over Tinder. No, I mean, meeting someone out and about doesn't happen as often as it used to. Right. You know, uh, you know, especially when you get up to you know being our age and then mm-hmm. in your mid late 30s. But I'm sorry, early 30s for Cody. I'm um, still a youngin, goddammit. I'm in my, we'll just say mid-30s. Um, I think you're in your early 30s until you hit 40. All right, so you're still in your early 30s. Yeah. 
That's right. Early 30s. The kids think I'm 28. It's okay. <laughs> they think you're like 49 or something, I think. I'm not 100% yeah, sure. I think them, it's fantastic. One of them said I was in my 60s the other day. That well, was a you know, insult. the shorter you are, the older you are. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I'll, ta- I'll take that. I'll accept that. <laughs> but, but that's what it is for me, especially in dating. You know, mm-hmm. you want to know, you know, uh, you want, even if, you know, before me and Heather met when I wasn't in a poly relationship, meeting people, I want you to know, this is who I am. Uh, this is how I, I see life. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, it's, it's very honest. Like, look, you know, I don't vote this way. I didn't vote that way. I'm still not sure if I should still vote this way. You know right. what it was, you know, uh, like, Hey, here's my, my, my religious beliefs. Here's it. You know, I mm-hmm. want you to know me before, you know, you know me. Yeah. Uh, but that's really kind of what it is. I don't know. That's in my experience. I found that, uh, you know, we talked a lot about social media on the last episode. In my experience, I found that this, the, the messaging, uh, makes it a lot easier for me to be more upfront with people, uh, than if I was talking to them in person. You right. know what I mean? Cause I can really on my side of things to be a hundred percent honest, 90% of the time I open up with, Hey, I'm a swinger. These are my boundaries. Right. This is this is the rules that we have. Yeah. This is the point that I will not cross. Absolutely. Right? Um, whereas in a casual conversation, you know, with somebody that I meet at a bar or something like right. that, that's not going to be the the one of the first things out of my mouth. You know. Now, obviously, if I'm on Tinder, I'm not going to come right out the gate with that, right? I'm going to say, you know, hey, how are you? Glad we matched. Something like that. And then it's going to within a few messages, those boundaries are going to come out. Yeah. Now, when you're sitting talking with somebody at a bar or something like that, you're going to let that conversation flow uh, until, you know, maybe you get lucky and she comes back to your place or something like that. And then you can say, okay, this is what this is. This is these are my boundaries, things like that. Are you still interested? Um, so, well, but that, that being said, you know, something like that, because I think where you kind of got lost in that was, you know, the, the topics that need to come, especially in the, the hookup culture of swinging, mm. you know, if you were to go to a bar or whatever and you met someone. Right. And because I know it's a little bit different for you because, you know, you've got a place at work, which mm. is, you know, hours away. Um, you know, but even, you know, like you go to a bar while you're in town and you go to meet someone, you meet someone you've never met before. That, you know, of course, that's one of the first things out of your mouth. Mm. You know, it's like, hey, you know, like, you're really cute. Hey, just so you know. Yeah. You know, and luckily, you know, we're, we're in a lucky position where you'd be like, yeah, look at my TikToks. You know, yeah. and you can see all my life. Like, this is real. Yeah. You know, you don't need a video on your phone from your, your wife saying, no, this is cool. I understand it. I yeah. know what's going on. We, we do this. This is our thing. I think where I, was, where I was trying to go with it is, because I, I did, I got completely lost on that. I think where I was trying to go with it is it's a lot easier to be bold when you're sending a message to somebody right. versus face-to-face. Oh, absolutely. Because you know I mean? yeah. it's a daunting task. To be yeah. sitting there face to face with somebody yeah. and say, "Well, yeah, I'm I'm yeah. a I'm a swinger, and oh, yeah. this is what you need to know." Yeah, because um, you know they're all these dudes sending dick pics out to random chicks on Snapchat, right. Facebook Messenger, or texting. You know, because none of these motherfuckers are actually walking up to a girl in a bar, pulling out the dick, yeah. and just be like, "Hey, you want to hook up?" No, that's no, that's how you get arrested. That's exactly <laughs> how the fuck you get arrested. You know, and it, it just <laughs> so I mean, but yeah, you know, it, it's but. Both of these lifestyles mm-hmm. are about honesty and communication with, you know, partners or, you know, anyone involved in your life, you know, right. just all the way down to our kids. Yeah. Uh, honesty is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, okay, so we'll move on past that. Uh, the next one's flirting. 
Yeah. Now, when we say flirting, where we're going to go with this one is going to be more of uh, a friend. That that's it. Uh, we both got that text at yeah, the same we got time. The, yeah, we, we got the text from Heather. <laughs> Sorry, she was demanding smooches, sugars before bed because we were recording this while she is laying down. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, you know, so flirting, like like talking about uh, a friend that you just have a flirty relationship with. Because mm. I'm a flirty person by nature. It's what I do. Yeah. You know, or even if it's a co-worker that, that you know, you know, you know from from work, mm -hmm. and it's just y'all flirt. Yeah. You know, um, hold on. I believe that text message is being. Just keep rolling. Oh, just keep rolling. Just keep rolling. Oh, those are boobies. Those are fantastic. Smooches and sugars. Come here. Come, yeah. <laughs> Bring it on in. Mmm. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. She walked in here, uh, topless, to yes. give us bedtime sugars and smooches, <laughs> and they are fan. Fantastic. I believe in uh, rooster terms. That is, yes, 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 Oh, right for a... the family pictures that we took. <laughs> <laughs> she was, she was noticing then. So was I. And I'm sure so was Cody. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, so flirting, flirting with you know, like I said, with a with a coworker, a friend, you know, even someone that you meet out in the wild, if mm. you will, uh, outside the 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 hen house. Yeah. So uh, you know, I said a while ago that messaging makes things a lot easier to be bold um something i found uh with being in this lifestyle for two years now i mean fuck we're still babies in it but uh with being in this lifestyle for two years it's made it a lot easier for me to be a lot more openly flirtatious uh in public when i go out um or you know i try not to flirt with coworkers as much as i can sometimes it happens but uh i try to keep that separate um and sometimes you flirt with them in your head sometimes i do a lot when of their, when they're in a lot your of office yelling at you yeah yeah, making making fun of me and stuff, um, but uh, no, I mean it's 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 a lot easier now uh, that I've gained a lot more of that self confidence to go up to some beautiful girl and there's one that works down here at the Seven Eleven. Every time yeah. I go in there to get snuff, I'm like, hey, you're fucking gorgeous. Uh, you know, the other day I walked in there and she had her makeup all done up and I said, your makeup looks absolutely amazing today. You are beautiful. Yeah. And she turned bright red. Oh, thank you so much. And that was that was all it was. Let me ask and, you, uh, did you, did you sit around and wait for a number or did you just know that she was having a good day because of that? I got on my knees and like started begging. Did you? like a dog. Yeah. And then I pulled out my dick in the store. Is that why you're not allowed to go to that 7-Eleven? That's why I'm banned the, from 7-Elevens no, worldwide now. Do we still want to know what happened with Chick-fil-A? No, you don't want to know what happened with Chick-fil-A. It's, it's a weird story with mayonnaise. Yeah. We're not going to go there. It was their pleasure, though. It was their pleasure. Because that's what I'm all about, is their pleasure. Right. <laughs> I'm not really banned from Chick-fil-A, okay. y'all, just okay. so you know. And just to remind you guys, we're recording these back-to-back. -back, so, like, we recorded, and then we went inside. We had pizza with the family. Get a pizza night. We mm -hmm. don't have pizza before Monday. No. So, and then we did that. Did we mention we were drinking and mm -hmm. smoking? I was smoking weed. <laughs> during the first episode, the last episode, and guess what I'm doing still? I'm still drinking beer uh, and smoking weed. Uh, you know what? Let's do a drink check. Cody, what are we sipping on today? We got some uh, 
good old-fashioned Texas beer here. I am sipping on some Lone Star. Nice, you know. You got Lone Star. I've got Austin East Ciders. Uh, I was drinking the pineapple earlier, which is not too bad. That's from Texas, too, isn't it? I from Austin? Don't. I mean, it says Austin. I don't know that it's from Austin, but... We're going to need an answer on that, because if we both have Texas alcoholic beverages... Yeah. We're going to have to dedicate this to the great state of Texas, and Texas, go ahead and sponsor us. Yeah, but yeah, this one right here, like I was saying, this is the blood orange. Yep. That was, this was, this That was one is that. really good. I was not as much a fan of the pineapple one, and normally I love pineapple stuff, but I just, that aftertaste, man, something about it. swinger. See, get it? Pineapple stuff? <laughs> seriously, seriously, it, it's, it is everywhere. Like, most of his shirts, it is on the walls, it, there's pineapples everywhere there's pineapple tattoos have, this one doesn't have a pineapple on it and i haven't got my pineapple tattoo yet oh that's right she's on a skull not a pineapple that's yeah right. i keep thinking yeah no oh. next next time i come home i'm hoping to do the the pineapple on my other leg oh yeah that's right yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah i need to i'll talk to you about it off is off of here but there's a tattoo i need to get oh yeah yeah no. I'll okay. tell you about it. I All think right. you'll like it. We're going to keep the listeners wondering. Oh, yeah. I like that. Keep the listeners wondering. Keep the mystery in it. Dude, you know, so this is completely fucking off subject. Yeah. Right? I was listening to uh, that Two Bears, One Cave. Right. But it had Tom Segura and Joe Rogan. God, they're good together. I know they've known each other for a long time, but they're good on the radio together. I listened to them, and then I went and listened to Joe Rogan, some of his uh, Fight Night podcasts. Now, this might get me canceled. I don't really care what your stance is on Joe Rogan. The dude is a fucking incredible guy um well but he's you, a lot where we stand with with especially with Paul yeah Hicks, uh, the you know, dude right the, down the middle yeah the dude lines up great with me uh but everything that he's done and and all that the dude is just fucking phenomenal but listening to him talk about martial arts gets me excited like because okay, he's so like, okay so because it's our podcast when you say excited is it like like not not horny excited okay, okay but just that's like where you got where I was going okay. just like enthusiastic because not even not even enthusiastic about martial arts which I love MMA I'm fucking all about it but just excited about life because listening to him be that enthusiastic about this anytime he gets to talking about the sport mm-hmm. like UFC MMA whatever it is I want you to really listen to him because he gets so into it he's fucking all about it and he's talking about these guys that are just straight up monsters you know mm-hmm. and he does that every but time he you, talks about i mean it. but but that's why he is with that's why that's what i do appreciate about joe rogan yeah you know uh, and when because when he does stuff he talks about it he loves it he's he's, you know, when, when, he's when he, passionate right yeah when he's doing the the podcast you realize this is like three podcasts in a row we've talked about that yeah episode. uh but he is he's passionate about it he you know if he's doing the podcast he's a passionate about that podcast right. that moment. he finishes recording he does all of his work with it does it 100 because he's passionate about it he goes out and he goes to jujitsu training whatever it is he's doing yeah and he loves that but he's you know he's one of those guys that he immerses himself in what he does yeah. but that's why everybody loves him well and everybody's all like oh all joe rogan talks about is eating elk meat and dmt and bow hunting and things like that because that's stuff that he fucking loves yeah like all we talk about is fucking and yeah. football it's because Boogers. we love those things right. Here's the thing, guys. People are going to talk about what they love and what they're excited about. But listening to that should light a fire inside your butthole to fucking want to do something. You know what I mean? Like, I listen to Joe when I'm going to the gym, right? Right. When I'm on the way to the gym, that's 90% of the time where I'm listening to the Joe Rogan podcast. Because listening to him get fired up about fights, 
about hunting, about uh, fucking Jocko. You know, listening to him get fired up about that stuff, it gets me in the mindset to go and throw heavy shit around for a little while. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just... Well, to hear anybody excited about what they do or what they're doing or, you know, right. what, what they talk about, uh, I mean, that's what it should be. That's who you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like well, okay, we'll go back. Uh, I went on, a, went on a date with a girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's another local performer. Hadn't really ever met in person before. It was like, hey, you know, I'm single right now. Do you want to hang out? Well, the date. Uh, well, she's friends with someone who's friends with one of my exes. Who, you know, told her, uh, be careful going on a date with him. Uh, all he taught, he uses the, the, the sideshow stuff as a, as a, you know, his pickup line. Like, that's all he talks about. I'm like, well, if you're going on a first date with somebody, don't you, and they want to know about you, don't you want to tell them, like, the coolest thing about you? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to come in and be like, you know, like, first I'm like, I'm a dad, I'm a single dad. Uh, you know, like this, this, and this. I'm not going to leave out, like, the one single coolest thing about me. The yeah. fact that, you know, I perform for Ripley's, believe it or not, that, you know, I've traveled the world, that I've done all these things that I've done, and I know the cool people that I know in my life. Why would I not Why want wouldn't to impress you... that person? Yeah. Right. Why wouldn't you talk about that exactly. stuff? Exactly. It's stuff you're passionate about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Me, more people should be into hearing people share their passions. Yeah. And that, that's why I love Joe Rogan. Because well, he shares we, yeah. his passions. Well, and that's why we love what we what we're doing right now because right. these are topics that we feel passionate about. These are right. you know people in our lives that we feel passionate about. I mean, uh, I mean you, anybody anybody who sees even one of us by ourselves or both of us together with Heather, mm-hmm. you know they'll tell you flat out they see it when we both look at her because yeah. we fucking do. Yeah, you know she the things that she does for us that we see that she does for other people that never does anything for herself. Mm-hmm. That we have to force her to go do something like no, go get a massage. No, go do this. No, you know we really have to really force her to do that. But yeah. I mean, you know, for example, you know, you you've been down with your knee, you know, and you know we've had to force you to sit down. Yeah. You know, and does that mean you know like me and her have stepped up a little bit more, done a little more on the house right here? I mean, yeah. Is this normal stuff we do when you're not here, anyways? Absolutely. But do we well, care that you don't do it when you're here? Not at all. It's because you know I've got in me that drive to where I'm I want to help. I need right. to I need to be doing something, right? If I see people up and doing stuff, I've got to be up and doing stuff. Right. And that's why having to sit is killing me. And I I told her straight up, I said I am going to the gym in the morning. Right. Because being out of the gym for fucking three days now has, has killed me. You know what I mean? Like I I need the fucking endorphins. I need the happy chemicals. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, it's fucking killed me. She's like, well, you're just going to work your arms. Like, well, no shit. I'm staying away from leg day for a while. <laughs> you know what I right. mean? And, uh, but, I mean, it's, you know, I've, I've got to. But when you I, still need to take some time off and slow down. Yeah, <laughs> but when I, can, when I can do something, when I can get my blood pumping, when I can get moving, that's when I feel best about myself. You know what I mean? Right. That's when I feel at peace. Yeah. Right. Whenever my blood is pumping and I'm like, I want to go fucking throat fuck titans, you know, I want to fist fight God himself. That's when I feel most at peace because I'm like, okay, I just did something with my body mm-hmm. that not a lot of people fucking do. Right. Right. Now, now, that gym is fucking packed, but there's still me two years ago wasn't doing this shit. Right. Whereas now I'm doing this. I'm trying to do it at least every other fucking day. Yeah. Five, five days a week is my minimum. I want to oh, be in absolutely. the gym five days a week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm doing this and I can feel fucking good about it. When I can't do that and I can't do anything around the house and I can't, like, I just got to lay there like a slug, I can't do it. No, you know, and that's the thing, you know, but, but think of it this way, though. It is a good, 
thought process to learn a new way of thinking. Um, <clears throat> sorry, that was a good me, excuse me. Yeah, oh, that was weak. It was a short little high pitch, but <laughs> but no, it, it it really is just a a, a, a way to take a new lesson. Mm-hmm. Because think of it like this: like we're taught. Everything we're doing right now, it's 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 all a new learning process, right? right? You know, I'm I'm a couple years further into this than than you guys are with the poly thing, mm-hmm. uh, you know. So it's still all new to all of us. We're all rookies in this. This is yeah. rookie season, and we're constantly learning off of one another. Absolutely, and, it, and you know, we constantly find new things with whether it's friends who are bringing stuff to us, or mm-hmm. uh, Heather found that thing about poly stuff on Roku today. Was it Roku? Uh, yeah. yeah, it was Roku. Um, you know, find like a good little short documentary on there, yeah. which was really cool. Uh, she was showing it to us, you know, and, but the, the thing that was really cool about all this is, is you really learn, Yeah, you know, and, well, and I'm, I'm trying to learn. I'm know, trying to where I was going with that. Well, I, I, I want to learn to be able to sit and relax and one day of that I'm good with. Right. Oh, right. that's where I was going with it. But yeah, because you think of that toxic masculine, you know, masculine that we're, we've been taught, especially right. as Southern Midwest gentlemen, right. uh, you know, but it, it's but it teaches you because you know when they talk about the man flu, it's not that the man flu is bad, mm-hmm. but we're taught that our worth in this world yeah. is how hard we work is dependent on what we can we provide. brought in right. right yeah and so providing for our family you know providing for your family whether it's you know taking the trash out or uh, picking up dishes whatever it is whatever, mm-hmm. whatever it is you know you're taught that that is what you do. Right. That is how you take care of your family. That's how you do this. And that is your only job is to take care of your family. Well, you know, you're at a point where you're like, fuck, I can't take care of my family because I can't even help do the dishes. Mm. I can't even go take the trash from my chair to the trash can without being excruciating pain. Well, now that's teaching you that it's, it, it's okay to really sit back and ask for help. Yeah. Like for, you know, when I hurt my knee, I was a single dad living by myself, you know, and what, what am I supposed to do? I can't right. get up and walk around and help, you know, ask, you know, do stuff for my kid. It, it was a very humbling thing, that, yeah. you know, because that was a bad one because I couldn't sit still. I didn't want to sit still. It's, uh, it's definitely been humbling. I mean, oh, that's, yeah. that's for goddamn sure. So, you know, but it, it's, 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 it's perspective, Cody. You know, you really have to, you can't look at it like I'm down and I'm out for the count and well, I, I can't know do my job. No, 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 I know. Yeah. But, you know, it's like we talked about, you know, the struggle to go uphill, a mm-hmm. steep hill. There's always a not so steep, just kind of gradual drop that lasts eight thousand times longer than that hard thirty minute walk up. Right. You know, and and and, and that's the the thing that we're we're here to teach you guys. You mm-hmm. know, is we we want to show you that it's not always bad. Just it's bad sometimes. Yeah, it's but all sometimes in, seems like it lasts forever, but it doesn't. It's all in how you frame it, and like yeah. you know, I, I'll take the good times. Like today, you know, I got to sit at the house by myself and fucking play farming simulator and fucking just do stupid shit all day long yeah, and just that, relax that what that is you hillbilly yeah and now does that mean <laughs> that i don't want to you know go back to the gym and i don't want to continue forming those good habits no you know i, I want to have that i want to you know keep myself on track keep myself in check things like that but i do need to accept those those days where i can just sit and not do anything because you know it's been a good refresher today it's been a good recharge um, but you know, with you saying, you know, learn, learn to be okay with that. I want to be okay with that to a point, right? right? But I don't want to allow myself to fall back into the bad habits that I had before I started hitting the gym so hard before right. I started. No, no. And stuff. that's all I'm talking about. I'm talking about the, the, the ability to 
realize that your worth isn't just what you're doing. You right. Know, like this, this is a, it's it's a humbling experience. And that's well, what I'm and see, about. I had to have I had to have that realization uh, the first time that I got laid off. Right. Uh, you know, I work in the oil industry, and it is. I mean, it's extremely up and down. And if you do work in this industry and you've never been laid off, you're real fucking lucky, or you haven't been in it very long. Um, but chances are you're going to get laid off. And the first time I got laid off, I was fucking devastated, man. Like, how am I going to provide for my family? What am I going to do? Yada, yada. I mean, just fucking on and on. I was fucking beside myself. And uh, I was driving from Odessa, Texas. And by the time that I hit Wichita Falls, I had a new job. You know what I mean? Right. And what I was doing is I was looking at this as it was entirely negative. I wasn't going to be able to provide for my family. You know, that was... My self-worth was gone. Well, no, I had a lot of self-worth. It was in my networking abilities. It was in my abilities to be home with the family because I found a job in Oklahoma City. You know, fuck, I was an hour from the house every night. And, uh, yeah. you know, and then when, when I got home, I told Heather, like, hey, I think I've already found a new job. And she said, well, you're going to take the rest of the summer off and not go back till August. Well, then it's all all over again. Like, how the fuck am I going to do this? What are we going to do? I can't provide for my family, yada, yada. And then she goes, I took care of it already. Well, fucking how? Well, she'd been saving money since I started, uh, since I actually started this wireline gig uh, way back in the day. And we had like $30,000 in an account that we could live off of over the summer and have all sorts of fun. And uh, then I could just go back to work in August and be good. So, you know, then again, it was like, okay, well, everything's fine. That wasn't dependent on me having a job. Now I get to take the summer off, enjoy the kids, enjoy my wife, enjoy our fucking freedom, you know. And uh, so I had to have that humbling experience real quick then. And, uh, you know, it made me realize that my worth lies in a lot of places other than just my being able to work and my being able to do stuff. But even with all that, it still hits me whenever I can't, you know what I mean? It's not like, it's not like my self-worth goes down whenever I can't do that. It's just, I don't feel good. You know what I'm saying? Does oh, that make sense? Yo, yeah, yeah, no, that's a hundred percent. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. So, yeah. but I mean, you know, everyone's going to have to have, they're going to come to a moment of realization like that. And, you know, especially with this lifestyle stuff, they're, they're expectations versus reality. You know, that's the whole thing we're talking about today. Um, you know, your expectations are that you are a certain way that you fit inside this little box. And turns out you don't. Turns out the box was fucking fake the whole time. Mm-hmm. So let's, uh, let's fucking turn the train out of the yeah, ditch and right get back, back on track. So we were talking about flirting and I gave my perspective of flirting. I think I gave mine not- too. Let's no. let's go on to uh, yeah, let's move on. Let's go on to blending families because blending I, families. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, let's do blending families. So um, let's do both of our perspective on this because we do have a blended family. Yeah, with the you know what I mean? so, yeah yeah put your put your take on it and. So um, I'll be a hundred percent honest. The prospect of blending our families at first scared me to death. Um, I was expecting that you know one the kids wouldn't get along um, that you know. Heather would spend a lot more time with Chris and uh, I'm gonna have to edit that out. Fuck. Uh, anyways, that uh, Heather would spend a lot more time with Chris and his daughter than uh, you know with me and our kids. Um, that all this other stuff was happening. I was ex- expecting it to happen. You know, I was expecting the worst. And then when we did blend our families, you know, we told them like, hey, you know, this is Chris. He's Mama's boyfriend. 
Um, Daddy knows about it. Everything is 100% good. Um, the kids were, you know, my kids were just like, all right, cool, new sister. You know, they were really excited about it. And it hasn't been like an imbalance of time or anything like that. Uh, and then I've got this, you know, really cool, like, stepdaughter for lack of a better word exactly that i, that, I yeah. love with all my heart i mean she is an awesome little girl and you know i just i can't get over how cool this has been versus how much i was worried about it you know and it, i was worried about it for no reason you know what I, real quick let's go throw this i've been thinking you know we say we, we call them our stepkids mm-hmm. you know and while that's not 100 percent fair i don't know that i exactly just like that because i don't feel like they're just you know i'm a step down mm-hmm. you're not a step down you know you're just you you are what you are. You're a bonus dad. I'm a bonus dad. She's. A I bonus like that mom. a lot better. I like yeah. that, and they're I, bonus I, kids. Yeah, I've got a really close friend that you know. Uh, she's one of the piercers at my brother's shop. Fantastic mm-hmm. human. Keeps has kept me in line for years. Yeah. Uh, but that's what she says to about you know about their kids is, you know, she's a bonus mom. She's, I like that. She's a not stepmom. She's bonus mom. Right. Yeah. Uh, so you know, and that's cool. You don't. Well, and because of Walt Disney and Pornhub, you've got a negative connotation with step parents, right? You know, you get where I'm going with that. Walt Disney oh, is the evil stepmother, and then, yeah, and then Pornhub porn, because yeah. what are you doing, stepdad? Yeah. So, um, you know, I, in America, there's a lot, of, there's a lot of negative connotation with step parents, and you know that's why I was like, okay, for lack of a better term, but that is a much better term. Like Bonus. That. Yeah. I love that. I love the shit out of that. Yeah, and you know, like. And then we'll, we'll move over to my side of it. You know, uh, Heather, Heather can tell you about all about this. I do it all the time, you know, where I get really excited when, when you know, blending the family happens. I get a little stuff like, you know, it just shows me that, the, that I'm being accepted. I've been accepted. I am a bonus dad. Right. You know, it's not just I'm mommy's boyfriend mm-hmm. or Uncle Chris or, you know, that's just Chris. We've tried to keep the, the uncle out of it yeah. forever. I, I feel like, you know, once... Once you're told that you are uncle so-and-so to my kids, or the kids uncle. call you uncle, you are yeah. uncle. You and will never then, be anymore. Then you it becomes be. a whole other conversation of, well, why is mama dating uncle like that? Or that doesn't make any sense. Or cousin, yeah, whatever. It, it doesn't make sense, right? It's, it's gross. Yeah. It's, it makes it's, no sense. It's a whole weird conversation. Yeah. Well, he's not actually uncle, but he's this. and this. No, why do all that? You know? Right. But yeah, I mean, you are definitely a bonus dad to my kids. Um you know, they, they love you. And, uh, you know, I like to think that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm know I'm a bonus dad. For oh, absolutely. Uh, that kid saying loves her you goddamn to name. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll just put a, we'll put a, we'll put a bleep there. Yeah. But, but you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's, that's what it is. I mean, my kid adores the shit out of you. She adores the shit out of Heather. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, I, every time she comes running up to me, you know, that's, that's one of the, the cool things we were at, a, at the, one of their deals they do on Tuesday nights. And uh, she saw me. Girl Scouts. Yeah, Girl Scouts. Girl Scouts. Okay. Uh, she saw me as I was standing there waiting for uh, for uh, the re- the other girls to get out. And uh, she came running up to me and just gave me a huge hug out of nowhere. And I didn't even see her coming up. And I just felt arms around me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. Hey, baby, what are you doing? And she told me all about her day. You know, told me how excited she was to see me. And that was like, it almost brought tears to my eyes, man. It was such a cool moment that I wasn't expecting. And that was when it really set in. I was like, okay, I am bonus dad. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And that was, God, that was such a cool feeling. Right. Now, this is one thing that we talked about, you know, when we very first started all this, Chris told me, he said, I'm not going to be dad to your kids. And I said, I'm going to do the same for you. And that's something that we still try to uphold. Yeah. You know, even though we are bonus dad, we don't, 
uh, we don't cross that line. But it is it is a really good feeling knowing that these kids see us as that. Well, they, and, they see us as a unit, and that's right. just it. They see us as we we do all this together. We are we're, we're one. So that way, we're you know, a when, team. right? When I'm not around, you know, <laughs> listens to and my kid listens to and respects you guys, <laughs> just like you know, y'all's kids do the same when when you're not home. Mm. You know, and it helps Heather with with the why is Heather. <laughs> but it helps Heather. You Heather, know, when, right? like, you just want to say it's like that's her personality. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, you know, it, it does. It helps her when when you're not home. Mm-hmm. You know, to, she's no longer a married single mom, as she, you know, lovingly calls it. Yeah. But you know, now she's she's got me here mm-hmm. to help. You know, bonus dad here when right. you know she doesn't want to be the 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 mean one. Right. I get to come in like, hey. Yeah. Well, and what, something that I think is really cool that we've done, this was another, you know, kind of worry of mine, and this is this goes good to show you the worry versus the reality, is, uh, you know, something I was worried about was, you know, uh, you know, my kids getting in trouble or something like that while I was gone, like how we were going to handle that. And the coolest thing is, is that whenever something happens, you know, especially if it's something big that they're getting in trouble for, I will always get either a phone call or a text message before anything happens. Like, hey, this is what's going on. This is what we're planning. Are you cool with it? Like, yeah, fucking go ahead and do mm-hmm. it. You know, and the same thing would happen with your daughter if she's with us. Yeah. You know, hey, this is happening. Just so you know, uh, this is what we're planning. Are you okay with it? Right. You know, and that was, you know, what, what I was worried about was before was not getting that phone right. call or not getting that text message, not being involved in that process. And, you know, it's not just when they're in trouble. I mean, we want to be involved all the time. But I just didn't want, you know, I didn't want that that parenting thing being taken away. Not even taken away, but my role filled while I was gone. You know what I mean? Well, that was the word we learned today was FOMO. Feeling of, what is it? Feeling of missing out. Right. You know, and that's 100% exactly what that is. Yeah. You know? uh, But that that doesn't really exist anymore with us. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that was a worry that I had going into this. You know, that was one of my expectations going into this. I was going to feel that all the time. Like, man, I'm, I, my kids are going to be raised without me even being there, but that doesn't happen. Right. I'm still included on everything. Right. And that's, it's a great feeling. Yeah. It really you know, is. Yeah. And it is, and it, it is good. You mm-hmm. know, like, like you said, when, when she's you, she's excited when you're home, just like your kids are. Yeah. You know, like, for you know, I mean, mine, most recent one, you know, other than, you know, just feeling included or having something like best uncle ever written on my mirror, in my bed, my bathroom at the, at our place, uh, you know, it says, and for those of you wondering, when I say y'all's place or our place, Heather has two homes. She has her her nest mm-hmm. with Cody at this house. Yeah. Five minutes up the road, she has a smaller nest with me, you know, that we built a, a spot that's ours, that's a blend of us, while you have a spot that's mostly her with a pinch of you. Something we need to start doing. Yeah. Since she said nest, every time she arrives somewhere, we need to text the other one, the eagle has landed. We'll start sending it to the group message. See see how long it takes for her to get it. I mean, obviously not very long because she's going to listen to this fucking podcast. But. Yeah, the hen has landed. Yeah. <laughs> the hen is in the coop. <laughs> I like it. I love it a lot. But yeah, and, and, but so that's, but it's, it's those good feelings like that. And mm-hmm. you know, like I said, so my most recent one was Friday night when we got home from the show. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we were talking all the kids in, telling them all good night. Um, you know, I, I did my normal thing. It uh, tipped me uh, with someone 
really cool money <laughs> that I am spending on his wife. So here's the deal. When Chris does his show, um, just so y'all are aware, and you can bring lots of cash to his next show, uh, at the end of the show, he will involve you in the show. And as long as you bring up $5 or more, you get to staple it to him. Yeah. And my son took up a $20 bill uh, and got to staple it to his forehead, which you can see on Chris's TikTok. It is true. There's a video of his son on there stapling a $20 bill to my forehead. <laughs> so, all of you listening, next time you come to a show, bring large bills. You don't want to know what he'll do for a $100 bill. I will, I will let you staple it straight to my nutsack. I mean, that's that's happened, and I've... I can tell you, because I do it mostly at tattoo conventions, where, you know, where when you go backstage, there's always the, the MC, uh, uh, you know, either Joey Tattoo, if I'm on the, you know, doing doing one convention, or if I'm at the other convention, or I'll just say, if I'm at the All-American Tattoo Convention in Fayetteville every mm. year, that's uh, Joey Tattoo, he'll walk, you know, he'll walk back there with the microphone, and you hear the kink, or if I'm with uh, Villain Arts, uh, Dr. Carl Blasphemy, the legend himself, yeah. the radio legend out of Philly, uh, you know, when he does it, he'll do the same thing. He'll walk back there, put the microphone, you know, backstage. Oh, I can't see it, but it is blaring over every speaker in that PA in the entire convention center. So mm -hmm. every tattoo artist from where I'm at all the way to the back, here's like, to kunk. Mm -hmm. And usually me screaming a little bit. <laughs> but, you know, it's a $100 bill. You can't be mad about it. Yeah. So, but, <laughs> yeah. Now everyone bring $100 bills so we can staple them all to Chris's nuts. <laughs> Yes, I like, yeah. It's, it's blood and nut money. Blood and nut money, that's yeah. terrible. But, right. oh, but yeah, okay, so my, my little victory after the show, you know, so the, the boy did that. Boy. It's hard, isn't it? Yeah, we're going to listen to Oh, there's going to be go so back. many beeps. Oh, we're going to listen to it all the way through. It's just all right. Out. Yeah, you know, but anyways, we, uh, anyway, so I, we got back and I, I leaned over and I told him good night. I said, hey, man appreciate you tip me mm. that was awesome yeah you know and he was all super like oh thanks bro yeah you know and then i went over to the to little sister uh you know i leaned in i you know just whispered her i was like hey thanks for cheering me on all night you're the best and mm -hmm. you know she was past smooth out like you know yeah only because she's stubborn like her mother she mm -hmm. walked in instead of being carried in right uh <laughs> she uh pushed her head up to my face and made me give her a head kiss. Mm. You know, which at that point I was like, oh, you know, and that's, <laughs> but that's where I get with the blending family. Like, right. you know, it's like, that's, you know, that's like, that's that deep connection. It's, it's you know? yeah. kids showing you one, that they trust you and two, that you're someone important to them. Yeah. There is no better feeling in the world no. than a kid showing you how much you mean to them. I'm like, I'm getting choked up right now just thinking I know, about it. I know, I see it in your eyes. I saw awesome. you tell a story earlier. Yeah. But yeah, so that's blending families. Uh, now, here's one that genuinely will probably be more on my side. Yeah. You know, but we'll start with you and give your take on it. Right. Uh, from from that, and I do, I have a listener question that, that I got from someone that we'll go over after this. Uh Really kind of goes with this. We yeah. She didn't know what it was about. It was a random text, so I'm glad I got it. Uh, but happily ever afters. Happily ever afters. So whenever you get in, I'm going to give this from the perspective of a swinging husband. Um, whenever you get into the lifestyle, um, 
to quote a friend of ours, and I'm not going to say her name, but to quote a friend of ours, uh, when you get into this lifestyle, you think that it's just going to be sex, love, and happiness all the time. That's your expectation, right? Your happily ever after came into the lifestyle with you. If you're if you're married when or in a relationship when you get into this, you're happily ever after came into the lifestyle with you. Is this someone I know too? Yes. So that expectation is not real. Right? You can't human emotions aren't like that. We don't just know sex, love and happiness all the time. We would love to know sex, love and happiness all the time, but it just it's not realistic. So instead, what we have to focus on is dealing with those other feelings that come up. The anger, the resentment, the uh, the things like that. We've got to deal with those in an adult manner. Um, so as far as me, my happily ever after is sleeping in the bedroom in there. I'm not looking for another happily ever after, just for the simple fact that um, it's not it's not the right situation for me, right? So what I have to do is I have to make sure pretty much every day that my happily ever after is still happy. You know what I mean? And if she's not, then I've got to fix something. I've got to deal with it. Uh, I've got to make sure that she's okay and then move on, right? right? If I'm not working on that, I am not doing my part as a husband. You know, and I told her whenever we got married, for better or for worse, till death do us part. And I meant that. And I've told her several times. Absolutely. If, if she wants to get rid of me, she's going to have to kill me. So if I do end up dead or unalived by means other than natural causes chances are i did it because she made me do it <laughs> probably yes <laughs> probably <laughs> but you know i see a lot of guys that just don't give a fuck about what their their original you know their their og partner uh thinks whenever they're getting into the lifestyle right. and i do not understand it you know your job as a husband you know, yeah, of course you got to provide for your family and all that stuff, but you got to make sure that your partner, the one that you said forever to, is happy. Yeah. And you've got to make sure that they're on board with this stuff still, even if it's an everyday thing. Make sure that they're still on board before you start branching out anywhere. And if they're not, pump the brakes. Hit the brakes and say, what can I do to make you comfortable? What will make you happy because you are the one that I'm concerned about? And that's what I do with Heather. You know, I'll randomly check in with her and say, hey, what what can I do better? What can we fix? What's you know, Is there any sort of problem? You know, are you comfortable? Are you happy? If there and is, yo, you'll solve it. I solve it. And I try to do it immediately. And I just, I don't, I don't understand these guys that don't. You know, right. their, their partners are communicating these issues to them and they're saying, hey, I'm not happy or, hey, you know, we need to fix something. And they're not. Right. And you see it all the fucking time, man. You Absolutely. even see people arguing in public on, the, you know, the Facebook groups or on their personal Facebook or something like that. They'll be just straight up arguing in public. And it's like, OK, you're obviously not happy in this lifestyle. Why are you still doing it? Right. You know what I mean? Or. If it's not the lifestyle, why are you not addressing these other issues that lie under, underneath the surface? Yes, sir. You know, and uh, it's just for happily ever afters on the swinging side. That's that's the big thing you got to remember, guys. Is you know when you come into this, you most of the time, and this is like I said, just my experience. Most of the time, you're coming into it with somebody. You're coming into it with a partner. Your partner is your happily ever after, and make sure they stay that way. 
Absolutely. You know, and that's exactly it. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Basically, you know what, to dumb down exactly what Cody just said was, there is, you know, we'll, we'll put this in Cody terms. There's, there's, yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. Then there's, yes, ma'am. And then there's, oh, fuck. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that, that's that's usually just him looking at Facebook or TikTok yeah. or OnlyFans. <laughs> those, those those are the Heidi Levons. And My the, OnlyFans is fucking full of good shit right now, though. Just so you know, I mean the one the the one you showed me the other day. Um, fuck, what was her name? I can't remember her name. No, oh, the the little the, my friend from Houston. Yeah, Emily Snow. That one. Yeah. I I subscribed. Fucking worth it. A hundred percent. I would pay for another subscription if I wouldn't I'm get in trouble. You. <laughs> you know, if she had it on sale right now, that would mm-hmm. make a deal. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Happily Ever After is on my end. You know, it's, 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 well, it's, it's almost exactly the same. It does have its differences. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, I know my Happily Ever After is also in there laying in that same bed. Right. Uh, that is, that's my person. That's my human. That's mm-hmm. the person I plan on spending the rest of my life with. Right. You know, come hell, high, or water, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if we ever decide for me to be outside of our relationship with and find another partner that I can have, you know, uh, you know, my, my nesting mate. Right. You know, for lack of better words. Um, but that that's a thing they'll have to understand about me mm-hmm. and, you know, where I am in my life. Because Heather is my forever. Right. You know, I'm looking for another forever. I'm not looking to have a hookup with someone else. Right. I'm looking to have another happily ever after. Right. Uh, you know, so if that's that's where it would be. Mm-hmm. And it is just like that. And that was a good one. That was an awful. That Fuck one. yeah. Tasted like Little Caesars. Did it? Unfortunately. Um, I'm going to have heartburn tonight. I'm so sorry, listeners. That was that was awful of me both <laughs> times. And then that description, at least you know what we had for dinner. There you go. And it was some blood orange and some pineapple. But yeah, but it was just, but that's what it is. But, you know, I have to blend my happily ever mm-hmm. after into your happily ever after. Right. You know, and... That a lot of it, you know, it, and there's a lot of it, but it's hard because there are a lot of insecurities. Right. Uh, you know, and I've talked to both of you recently about some of those insecurities that mm-hmm. I have. Uh, you know, like uh, when the kids are around, you know, we'll all, we have a group chat. That mm-hmm. we, even if we're all right next to each other, we'll still text in it. But occasionally I can tell there's other things that are outside that realm that's in within y'all's relationship. And I, and I have to remind myself that sometimes because I see that and I see y'all text and I'm like, oh, I'm being left out. Yeah. You know, but the end of the day again it's about blending your family it's about mm-hmm. learning you know remembering the difference between mine and her relationship and your and her relationship or right. our relationship or and the I, three of ours i think it's important to keep you know we have that relationship together right but i think it's important also especially in the you know the v formation that we're in uh-huh. i think it's also important to keep your own relationship yes. as well you know what i mean yes sir um and that's why you know i don't ever want you to feel left out no but yeah. i do i do feel like it is important to keep our you know our identity where it, oh, and yeah. y'all's identity you know yeah. what i mean 
Um, but that is like the expectations versus reality. Thing. That's it. And I will say for the polyamory side, and we'll we'll dig into this more uh, on the next episode. But I did not think that there was a happy happily ever after with polyamory, and that was how uneducated I was coming into this. Right. Yeah. Um, I thought that it was just you know a fling type thing. I didn't think about it being a forever type thing. Right. right? And my one of my questions to Heather was, "What is your end game?" Well, does there have to be an end game? Tune in next episode to find out. Right. <laughs> you know, well, hell yeah, because I mean, we'll give you guys, we'll set some expectations. You know, mm-hmm. we got some good episodes coming up. We planned a lot of them out. And we're not recording them again tonight, so you get some fresh faces on that one. Yeah. <clears throat> but, you know, we, we've got, we're going to do a whole episode, the next one on polyamory. It'll be uh, how it starts, how it goes. It's going to be a real heavy me episode. You know, and then after that, we're going to do one all about swinging. It's going to be very, you know, heavy Cody. It's going to talk about boobies and boners. I'm going to, I'm going to show you guys, or I'm going to tell you guys the episode notes for, uh, that'll be episode eight. Uh, no, let's swinging. Start, let's, let's, no, let's start with episode seven. Let's, okay. Because they go together. I mean, it's, it's basically a two-parter week, two weeks and a half. That'll be good because we can show them the, the difference in the two episodes. So why don't you take episode seven? Yeah. So, you know, we're going to talk about polyamory. We're going to talk about the relationship of it. We're going to talk about the beginning, the middle. And then, the end? Is it really the end? Is it? Yeah, I mean, it is. That's why we wrote it. The end, exclamation, question mark. Yeah. And that's, exactly, you know, is it is it really the end? No, it's, <laughs> it's a big, beautiful world that's open, you know? Yeah. So, and then, episode eight, part two of the, the lifestyle that specials will be swinging. Cody, why don't you tell them all about your episode? Now, I'm going to read you the episode notes verbatim because what the way we do this is we have episode notes up here just to kind of half-ass keep the train on yeah, track, right? Map. So, here's the episode notes and the talking points that I have to go off of for that episode. Boners. More boners. Boobies and boners. There you go, listeners. That's what to look forward to on episode eight. Oh, man, but episode nine, though, like, that's going to be the forbidden episode. That was one of our first rules when we got in on this. We would never bring politics or religion into this, but you guys are going to get it. It's going to be the forbidden episode, politics and and religion. Here's the reason why we're getting into that, because we, you know, Chris and I have identities, right? And it's important for us to be able to show you that we are real people. We're not just these incredibly sexy voices behind a microphone. So we want to give you guys our identities and we want to talk about that stuff that you're not supposed to talk about because you know who says you're not supposed to talk about that? Old white dudes that made up the rules for no fucking reason, right? Those are also the same people that made up the word normal, which doesn't make any fucking sense. It's not a real word, okay? So yeah, we're going to well, talk about Victoria's this shit. I know Secret too. Yeah, but we're going to talk about this shit whether anybody likes it or not because it's important to get to know people and that episode is going to have a message. Okay, and I want y'all to listen to that one real close and take that message because that one's going to be right around election time for midterms. Will it? Yeah, it'll be it'll be released either right at midterms or right after it, and it's really important that we, as people, understand the message that is going to come with episode nine. So be sure that you tune in and listen to that one. Okay? Yeah, you know, because if you really want to hate us, or you really want to love us, or you just really going to go, what the fuck? If you really want to identify with us, that's the episode. Yeah. That's it. So, we are getting real close to time. Chris, a while ago, for the last episode, I say a while ago yeah. because we recorded episode number, what, what are we on? Episode five? Yeah, this is episode. We're on episode six right now. Yeah, we're on episode so, six. So, we recorded episode five uh, about two hours ago, so that's why I say a while ago. Um, 
we talked about you know recent positives in our life. Absolutely. I want to know something today, something today, today that made you happy. How about you start this one? Okay, I'll start this one. So today, I was having a problem. Mm-hmm. My Xbox was not playing sound with my games. Couldn't get Halo to play sound. I couldn't get Farming Simulator to play sound. And that one really pissed me off because I love the sound of those diesel engines, right? So I spent like three hours looking around on the internet. Could not find an answer for it. Finally, reset my Xbox, turn it back on. I had sound. Okay. And I'm actually able to walk around a little bit better today than I have been for the past couple of days. Still in a lot of pain, but I'm able to move around. That's a fucking positive, and that put a smile on my face today. Um, what else? I think I think that's that that covers it pretty good. And it's been a really lighthearted day. With a really good talk that you had with your best friend before we recorded the last episode, either. I did. I did have a really good talk. <laughs> well, I had a really good talk this morning with Heather, and then a really good talk with Chris this afternoon. And uh, you know, it's like I mentioned in the last episode. I'd, I'd been in a pretty dark place all weekend. Um, instantly as soon as i talked with heather this morning i was feeling better and then i talked to chris this afternoon and i was feeling even better after that and now like i'm i'm 100 i'm on top of the world um gonna go in here and possibly sleep maybe go play some more xbox i haven't decided yet so we'll see what happens you go inside that woman laying in bed you don't lay next to her you ain't gonna be in that bed at the end of the night that's true that's true yeah i better go lay down (laughs) all right it's one of us tonight yeah well guys that is episode six um i hope you enjoyed it i hope you keep enjoying it uh, let us know what you think any criticisms oh, hey, anything what? like that we have a, that we forgot something oh we forgot your question. listener question yeah this comes from the one the only i know you guys have heard her name a few bajillion times miss sarah did you just say gabajillion a gabajillion that's not a real word your mom's not a real word you're correct but so she had a poly question for us uh, she says, uh, for, well, you know, I'm going to reword this a little bit. She says, is it his girlfriend or ours, or is it my boyfriend or ours? I think that all depends on the structure of your relationship. one forever. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I mean, you know, and I, without, you know, putting it in, because, I mean, I don't know. You know, but I think when you're in a relationship with someone, when you are doing what you do and you just when you're in a relationship with someone and in this lifestyle, the poly lifestyle, you are really going to uh, learn. You're going to find things out. You're going to do stuff. And that's just what it is. Yeah. That's how it has to be. You know, in a sense, yes, I am your boyfriend, but no, but we call it boyfriend-in-law. Right. You but know, I don't. I don't think so. At the same time, so. it's it's still, if if that's still your wife, but it's still my girlfriend. Yeah. So I think that's that's the that's the best way to describe it because there is like other than being you know best friends, there's no relationship between us, right? Right. Like you're you're not my boyfriend, right? right? You're my best friend. You're not my boyfriend, right? right? And I think it, it's that's all because of our situation or our formation that we're in right we're like i said we're in that v formation um i mean there are instances where there are uh you know there are couples that get a girlfriend and they it is she is both of their girlfriends right she's the girlfriend to the wife and the husband 
Um, there are situations where wife has a boyfriend, husband has a girlfriend, and the boyfriend and girlfriend are also dating. Right. I mean, there's about a million different roadmaps you right. can draw with this, so I think it all depends but on I the situation. See, but, but there's also the, well, yes. Uh, I, I, if you word it differently, not, is this, am I your boyfriend as well? Uh, if you say, are we, for that, you know, in a relationship together because of the relationship that I have with her and you have with her? I think... Yes, because we share a lot of intimate things... Not together, but at the you know we share those things. We we do, but we don't share anything romantic between right. the two of us, right? There is no romantic relationship between right. the two of us, right? Now we do share the we do share that woman, but we don't. You don't do you, do you get what I'm saying? No, I get what you're saying. Like that because there's none of those feelings between us. I wouldn't classify it as you're my boyfriend, I'm your no, no, boyfriend, no. Uh, Right, like that. that's why I changed the wording from is this my boyfriend and your boyfriend. Now, no. would that relationship exist had Heather not been in the picture? I doubt it because I don't know that we would have ever yeah, met. Yeah, I don't know we'd ever right? met. But, but, but so, okay, so here's more, I'll say, so like the fact that, you know, it's like veto power without veto power within this whole situation. Like, yeah. um, you know, we, we, we are all in a relationship because we are allowed to. Like, we'll say, for example, we have a mutual uh, enemy, frenemy, whatever you want to call it. Mm. And, you know, we've voiced our opinion about this person to to Heather. Right. You know, how you know how we feel about them. Right. And, you know, we all take into consideration that. And, you know, she, we, we, you know I, like we both told her, we don't, she's going to be friends with she's going to be friends with them. Mm. You know, we're, but we're not going to tell you not to be. But, but we will be honest with you, communicate right. our thoughts and feelings on it. Right. I think that just comes from both of our mutual love for her, though. Right. And wanting to look out for her. Right. But within this, I think you should. I think you should have that uh, that that communication with your partner. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it be her well, talking to me partner. about something that you're doing that she doesn't know how to to how to how to you know go about handling it, or yeah. you know, talk to you about something going on with me. Mm -hmm. You know. I think that's a part of the whole, it's a big relationship. Like, you and me will talk about things. Like, you right. know, the, after you and her talked today, you and me had already previously spoken about that stuff. Yeah. It was, you came to me, we talked about it, we were, you know, to a minimum. So we have the ability to talk about things that other friends mm -hmm. cannot, right? We have the ability to talk about, you know, our relationship. And I'll agree with you there. I would just think that, you know, the way the question was worded, are you my boyfriend. Right. I don't think so because no. I don't, I don't, you know, right. I don't, I think the no, way it was worded, you're right. No, if you are, if, if say your partner has a girlfriend, right? No, she is not your girlfriend as well. Right. But, but there needs to be a level of communication right. and intimacy there. Yeah. Not sexual intimacy, but exactly. closeness. Yeah. Um, in order for that to work. Right. Um, now, I mean, can that happen? Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, it can, yeah, obviously, like I said, there's huge roadmaps out there. I think uh, my uh, my brother is what I call him, uh, Nolan Lawless. He put up a deal the other day that was a roadmap for somebody's polyamorous relationship. And there were like 14 people on yeah. there. And, I mean, so it gets, it gets big and it gets kind of convoluted and things like that. But, you know, I think the important thing to remember, like we always say, love is love. You know what I mean? Uh, but... In, in the sense that you asked it, I would say that, you know, if 
your partner has a relationship with somebody, unless you are also in a a romantic relationship with somebody, I wouldn't consider that your partner as well. But like Chris was saying, you do have to have that communication, that closeness, um, you know, for lack of a better word, that friendship, or it won't work out very well. You yeah. know what I mean? They, now, could it still work? Yeah, obviously. But yeah, it's just not going to be as easy. Right. Because at the end of the day, I have no say in your, yours and her relationship. Right. You know, like, but I that's, have no say in y'all. Right, because we don't have veto power. Right. You know, we, we, we have all chosen not to. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, could we? Uh, yeah, I mean, we could. But yeah. it's all going to be a community. But that's something where we talk about it instead right, of just, exactly. hey, here's veto power. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. So, um, I hope that answers your question. Um, guys, please, that was fun. I really like having listener questions. I really want people, so I, I put our uh, our social media, uh, links to every one of our socials is in the episode description uh, or in the episode notes. So if you would go read those, um, click on those links. You can ask us any question you want. Shoot us a DM on Instagram, uh, Rigid Rooster's Instagram, uh, Chris's Instagram, my Instagram. Uh, shoot us a DM on TikTok. That is Rigid Roosters, Chris, and mine. Um, you can get on any of those platforms. Shoot us a message. Let us know what you're thinking, what you'd like to see answered, and we will do our very best to get you some kind of a half-assed coherent answer. Hell yeah, and you know what? If you do it and just say you maybe don't want the world to know you listen to the podcast. Yeah, we you can, know, keep, say, we can yeah, totally say, keep hey, you anonymous. Yeah, anonymous. yeah, keep it anonymous. You know, if... Like I said, if it's so, you know a family member were to reach out and want to ask a question, mm-hmm. you know, say, hey, give me an answer. Yeah. Cool. I'll give you an answer. Yeah. Hey, could you keep my name out of it? Yeah. Absolutely. We'll totally. keep your name out of yeah. it. Yeah. Any, sure. Anybody that wants answers or questions answered on here, absolutely feel free. We will keep you anonymous if that's what you'd like. Um, you know, we're, we're all about, we want to respect your wishes because we want you to come back and keep listening to us. Um, so, you know, just... Feel free, anytime you want something answered, reach out. We will either answer it on here, or if it's something urgent that you need answered right now, we will we will get back to you. We try to respond to every message, every comment that we see, everything like that. So just let us know, and uh, we'll try to help you out as best we can. Chris, you got anything else for him? Sorry, sorry, sorry. I, uh... Boobies. <laughs> but boobies on the big screen over here <laughs> since we're done with the notes. Those are I was trying really to distract Cody and I did it to myself. He did it to himself. Those are really big boobies. Those are. God, I love them. They're huge. Yeah, but I kind of wanted to kill me with them. <laughs> <laughs> I think that every time I go down on your wife. Yeah. Just squeeze your thighs. Let's yeah. see what happens. You know what? <laughs> Cody, I'm going to say it right now so the whole world can hear it and so you can hear it as well. If I die. That way, I want it on the motherfucking tombstone. <laughs> I'm going to have her take a picture before she gets off of you. That way we can etch the picture into your tombstone. Yes, and then a picture afterwards because I'm hoping I'm just listening. Yeah. Now, if you want... See, I don't want to be buried. No, no, I no. want to be cremated. I want, I, want a, I want a Viking funeral. Yeah? Yeah. I want to be. I want y'all to build a funeral pyre back in the woods and just fucking light my ass up and throw a big ass party. Yeah. Yeah. Here's here's the two things I want. I know you'll appreciate both of them, but from you, I want you to take my ashes and put part of it and some, you know, some good weed into a fifty cow bullet. Mm-hmm. Pop it downfield. Okay. Uh, you may have to do a few. I've I've seen you shoot, or I've heard you about your shooting. My shooting with yeah. a rifle is fucking impeccable. <laughs> Y'all are going to have to get off of that shit. 
And then I want the rest of it. I want you to take that carbon. I want you to put in some melted plastic. I want you to make a, a dildo. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen that company that will actually put your ashes in a dildo? I have. Yeah. That's just fucking wild. Yeah. See, I want. I don't want a funeral. That's my thing. Yeah. I, I hate funerals. I don't want one. If I have a preacher that shows up and tries saying something about what a good person I was and how I'm going to be missed by everybody, I'm going to haunt every single person listening to this podcast, all right? I am serious. Put me on a funeral pyre, okay? Light an arrow and just light my ass up. God, those are big. <laughs> I need y'all to know how hard he was trying. I was trying real hard. To not be distracted. But throw a party and invite her. Okay, make sure she's there. But throw a party. Don't fucking cry. Don't fucking sing sad songs and shit like that. Unless it's Pecos in the Rooftops. And in which case, you can sing sad songs. Pecos in the Rooftops, sponsor us. That'd be fucking awesome. We will give away t-shirts and shit. Um, but yeah, so I think we're about to wrap things up. We're at an hour and 15. I love it. That was an easy one. That I was like an that. easy one, yeah. All right, you got any any last remarks? Oh, man, I don't care who you voted for. I don't care who you love. I don't care who you were born to be. I don't care who said who did not. Just love everybody, guys. Smile at somebody. Love one another. A smile is contagious. You smile at someone as you walk by them and say, hey, I like your shirt. Keep walking. They'll smile at two people. Those two people smile at two people. That's how we change the world. That's how we do it. That's how we change the world for our kids. Or our kids' kids is a small start like that. It's not by voting. It's not by charity. Just smile. Make people smile. And guys, loving one another starts with loving yourself. So make sure you love yourselves because we love you. That'll do it for us. We'll see you next time. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.